The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Online flashing is said to be made a criminal offence in a move that aims to make the internet a safer space. So online flashing is effectively sending unsolicited nude pictures to other people. Cabinet ministers today expected to approve amendments to legislation that will ban this. It's under the new online safety bill. We spoke about this issue a few months ago right here on the show. Our chief reporter Barry White spoke to women who have fallen victim to cyber flashing. Speaking to my friends about it, I think nearly every single one of them has received a picture at some point. Um, Yeah, it happened to me just speaking to someone on a dating app all going well, seemed like a really nice person, exchanged phone numbers and then very quickly just escalated to to getting pictures. You can be having a completely normal conversation thinking that maybe this could be someone you may be dating or something like that and then just to get that, not even knowing where that's come from, why they've sent it. Completely out of the blue, like can be talking about how your day went, (laughs) like what's on the news at the moment and then just to get sent a picture with no context, nothing, just a picture. The effects that it can have on someone that it actually is sent to um, like it's affected so many of my friends. They're a little bit traumatized from it. Um, you start asking questions to yourself, like, why am I getting sent this? Did I encourage this kind of behavior? Um, I think the flow on effects of it are huge. Yes, I have been sent unsolicited nude pictures from men. Um, this has happened several times in the past. Um, I've found that it's mostly on social media or through private numbers. My reaction, it's, it's an annoyance. Um, as I've mentioned, it's been sent to me several times. Um, one instance that stands out to me, um, it actually been somebody that I had met in person, had had quite a lot of back and forth with um, and was getting along with and they hinted towards that they were going to send one. I stated that I did not want that to happen and they still sent it. Um, so my reaction to that was anger. Um, I think some men do it because they think it's like they have some sort of right to or that's it's maybe some sort of control issue, I don't know. But I thought in that instance, it was just blatant disregard for what I had asked him to do. So, um, yeah, so anger, really, for that. Yeah, different women speaking to our chief reporter, Barry White, about uh, uh, cyber flashing and sending these unsolicited uh, nude pictures a few months ago here on the show. As I said, it looks like it's going to be made a criminal offence under the online safety bill. Dr. Caroline West is with me, the sex educator and host of the Glow West podcast. Uh, Caroline, as always, you're welcome to the show. How big an issue is this? Hi, Kieran. Yeah, I think it's a really big issue and it's really great that we're now having these kind of conversations around it. We're now understanding that sexual violence can take place online and not just in person, too. So like your previous speakers there, it's kind of everywhere. It's on dating apps, it's on social media sites, even things like Facebook Marketplace. People are sending these kind of pictures or if you're on an airplane and people are airdropping it to, to you through those kind of services. So it really is quite widespread. Um, it does seem to be gendered. There seems to be more men sending the unsolicited said nude pictures than women mm. um but so we have to take that into consideration as well but i think this you know it, it's kind of very minimized by society a lot of the time but i think once we name that as sexual violence i think we help victims come forward i mean sorry that that idea of of people using airdrop to just send it to random phones in the vicinity i guess i mean that that i don't want to minimize uh, uh other instances of cyber flashing but that seems particularly pernicious i mean they don't know who they're sending it to There's teenagers, there's young teenagers with smartphones. Absolutely. And that really shows that it's not about sex at all. It's about power and control, you know, and and the thought of like, you know, you you can get off on that person. 
um, reacting to that image. So whether you can see them or not, it's the idea of it. So that, and that's what sexual violence is. It's not about sex. It's about causing trauma and maintaining power and control. So, you know, I think, you know, the name sometimes, you know, an unsolicited nude pick or whatever word you're using instead of nude there, um, it almost makes it sound not that big a deal. But if we rename it, you know, we've renamed revenge porn to be image based sexual abuse. That's a term that we had active consent use. But there is also a case to be made for naming this as image based sexual harassment. So again, you know, sexual harassment can take place online, it can take place in person. And I think the more we understand that, the more, you know, we might think, oh, it's only a picture, but it's causing trauma to people. So therefore, you know, it is sexual violence in that way. And it's just kind of bizarre. Like you said, you know, uh, you know, if people are airdropping. It's such a bizarre thing to do. Like you wouldn't go into a supermarket and just start flashing people. That would be monitored. And most people would think that's an odd thing to do. But when it comes to online, people are like, oh, it's only it's only a picture. It's only a picture. And, you know, so I think recognizing that sexual abuse is that spectrum, I think, is really important. Um, I mean, has it has it happened to you, Caroline? Um, yeah, I'm a woman on the internet. Um, unfortunately, I have had that experience and I know many, many people who've had that experience as well. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's just it shouldn't have to be something that we think we have to accept in order to pay the price to be online. Um, and I know um, Dr. Mary McGill has, has written a great book about that and how women, you know, often find the Internet isn't a safe space for them because they have to deal with either overt or covert harassment and sexual violence and threats and image based sexual abuse, all these kind of things. And it, it's just the more we shine a light on this, the more we see actually sexual violence really does have its claws in so many different areas of our society and that's not okay. I mean even it's interesting to even think about it from the 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 senders or the perpetrators point of view because there's this kind of cartoon image of the, the flasher in the trench coat kind of hiding behind the bushes yeah, and yeah. it's it's a cliche but I guess like any cliche it's born of some reality yet I would wager the overwhelming majority of these individuals and as you say mostly men who are sending these pictures they wouldn't dream of doing that even if they could do it anonymously they wouldn't dream of walking down high street and flashing people physically. Absolutely. And I think part of that is because they don't want to get caught doing it because it's kind of easier, you know, if you're doing that in a crowded space, someone can grab you, you know, and when you're doing it online behind that veil of being anonymous, I think it empowers some people a little bit more. So, you know, if if we kind of think we're talking to those people and think, well, you wouldn't want to be that person who would do it in real life because that's not okay then why would you want to be that person who would do it online? Because that's not okay too. You'd have to worry about their moral compass, wouldn't you? If the only thing stopping them doing it is the risk of getting caught. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one kind of conversation. But, you know, I, I just think it, it's just it's so widespread. And I think that education, I mean, you know, we don't necessarily have teachers talking about this. Teachers are still almost trying to scramble to talk about things like porn and image based abuse. So, you know, to bring this into it is another massive conversation. And I feel like we kind of it's great to obviously have the new legislation coming up. But I feel like we missed a trick not including it in Coco's law a couple of years ago. Activists did actually call for that to be included then. Um, but I think, you know, it's great that we're having it now. But I just think if we listen to victims, you know, we don't have to keep, you know, making up new laws that, that kind of capture the laws that we didn't kind of put into place accurately at the time. So I think recognising and speaking to experts who work in this area and listening to young people and their experiences, you know, at Active Consent, we do all our workshops with young people and we hear all, all various kinds of stories all the time. And it's just it just seems to be really widespread for people at the moment. It's like, how can you use the internet without being visually assaulted by mm. people's 
gentles in your face when that shouldn't be the case. And the danger, I guess, is if you don't go as far as making it a criminal offence, that you kind of can normalise it for a generation of people whose lives are, I don't want to say lived primarily online, it kind of almost sounds like I'm insulting them, but that they're digital natives, we'll put it that way. You know, maybe people of an older generation would be better equipped to realise what this is and how offensive this is. But for people who do grow up and they deal with online dating apps and social media platforms, you know, day in, day out, hour in, hour out of every day, if you don't make this offence, they might think, well, this is kind of part and parcel of it. I'm, I'm meant to kind of put up with this type of stuff. Yeah, and that's not why we want people at all. Like that's that's why we work in education because we think obviously prevention is better than cure a lot of the time. But lots of people might not know that. You know, people still you know maybe don't know that image based sexual abuse is part of sexual violence because it's online. That's why it's important to get that message out there because people could be doing it and they mightn't think anything of it. But if you thought, oh, would you do this in real life? You know, would you would you harass someone in real life? They'd say, well, no, I wouldn't do that. So it's just about that education piece and that cultural change because you know we have laws for lots of things in our society and it doesn't stop people doing it but I think that the education and cultural part so not minimizing it and that's you know we've we've seen that in when it comes to revenge porn and sharing news without consent you know as we move into more formal language and calling that image-based sexual abuse I think that's really helped a victims come forward and name their experience but b uh, you know for perpetrators to go do I really want to be that person is that the person Mm. I want to be when I wake up in the morning and we can do the same with this then as well you know do we really want to be the person if you imagine you're standing in a virtual supermarket flashing your genitals at someone, then no. So why would we do that online? And I think, you know, that education piece, that's compassionate and not shaming. Um, and it doesn't also shame the idea of, you know, taking nudes and stuff like, as you said, people are digital natives. Like they're used to, you know, two years of a pandemic where they communicated online. And it's not that sharing nudes is the issue. It's that, you know, sharing nudes without consent is the main focus on that. So if everyone's consenting, that's a completely different hmm. conversation. But if someone is choosing to violate that consent, that's where, where, where you know, the laws and the education piece needs to come in. Caroline, listen, always interesting. Thanks a million for joining us. Uh, Dr. Caroline West is a sex educator and host of the Glow West podcast. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.